Welcome to Cover the Weekend, a sports betting podcast powered by Parlay Media. Greetings to one and all. The weekend is here and it's time to cover the weekend. I'm Tommy Lorenzo and thank you for joining me on this episode of the Cover the Weekend podcast. We're going to get right into it. Um, congratulations to all of you that have been following along with uh, college football plays, uh, especially last weekend in week two of college football. Alabama was the only game that was off um, in terms of my handicap. The rest, however, including Wake Forest, Appalachian State, Arizona, and others, all got home. The record so far, 12 wins, 3 losses. That's the ATS record. You can find the record on the VegasParlay.com under the free pick page. I update that all the time, and obviously we'll be updating that every time uh, we make plays or I make plays here on the podcast. They're all documented there. And so all my friends here in podcast land know 12 and 3, 80%, while it's wonderful and I'm happy and I'm grateful, it's not sustainable. And it's been a tremendous start to what I'm you know, sharing with you weekly in terms of handicapping these college games, but there will be some regression. And that said, the strong start gives me encouragement that 2023, in terms of college football betting, will be profitable. Off to a great start. Uh, when it comes to college football and why it's favorable over betting NFL, for me anyway, it's just the larger menu to extract good betting opportunities from. And that's uh, holding true definitely here in the early part of 2023 with college. So I appreciate all the feedback on Twitter regarding the picks. It's been going great. We're still going to be kicking ass with these picks, but 80% just isn't sustainable. And I'm not going to sit here and um, say, you know, we're going to go 75, 80% for the whole season. We're going to try, of course, but we'll have some regression. But for the most part here, I think that, you know, we'll have um, winning weeks, more winning weeks and losing ones. And that's certainly the case as we start off. So Before getting into covering the weekend, college uh, football, NFL, MLB uh, plays, I'd like to thank you for listening and downloading the podcast. This past week, the Cover the Weekend podcast made it into the top 25 list on the Apple podcast chart for sports betting podcasts. Uh, So I'm grateful to all of you for the support. And, uh, you know, it's my goal to give you some winners as we talk about sports betting and covering the weekend. Um, so let's go right to it. MLB, college football, NFL, it's all here. The weekend's here. Let's go. Starting the weekend with Major League Baseball. Uh, Friday night, we'll go to the Big A in uh, Anaheim, California. Tigers visiting the Halos. Tarek Skubal, great pitcher, 5-3, 3. 3.47 ERA. So going for the Tigers. The Angels and Griffin Canning. Canning is 7-6, 4.34 ERA. Another good young pitcher that's improving really with every start. The total for this game sits at 7.5. That's for the whole game. First five inning total is posted at 4. And the first five innings is what we'll look at uh, here in terms of betting uh, this contest. Both pitchers, Scooble and Canning, are very good pitchers. And the number is low for a reason. In Scooble's 12 starts this season, 9 of them have gone under the total. That's a 75% clip. And a couple of those were blown up by his bullpen. So that number could be even higher. It's a decent sample size, too, so it's, it's, it's a strong pattern. And when I looked at, it was one of the many factors for this game. 
both of these pitchers had injury issues in 2023, but both are fully cranked now, and I expect minimal offense in this game. Um, for those of you that uh, play fantasy baseball, Griffin Canning is a player um, to place in your tickle file for next year's draft. His underlying numbers are just fantastic, and I think with health, he can be an elite pitcher. So we'll see how uh, he does uh, in his career and next year. But for now, we're looking at tonight, and I think uh, that the under is looking strong here. And we won't mess with the bullpens. We'll stick with the first five innings on Friday night. Under four, first five innings, Tigers and Angels, Friday night. And now, yes, that's Elvis, and it's time for Suspicious Lines. In last week's edition of Suspicious Lines, I identified the Seahawks at home, minus five versus the Rams as being suspicious. Lo and behold, the Rams not only covered that game, but they won outright. This week, Seattle is involved again uh, with suspicious lines, but this time the Seahawks are the underdogs, getting four and a half points on the road versus Detroit. Detroit went into Arrowhead in week one and beat the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, and it's hard to see the Lions not being ready for this game here after getting 10 days to prepare for what should be a big home opener for them. Seattle did not look good uh, last weekend and were embarrassed by some young, unheralded Rams receivers uh, they really ran all over the place. Uh, Sam uh, Bradford looked really good too, or Seattle maybe made him look good. Combination of the two, perhaps. The Seahawks have some noted uh, injury problems on their offensive line. Uh, the money is evenly split here. However, the line moved from five to four and a half anyway, even though the money is pretty even. So they, the bookmakers shifted the line a little bit to Seattle to maybe try to get some Lions money. This is very suspicious. There's no official play for me here. But if you're leaning Lions uh, with this point spread, just tread carefully as the line definitely looks suspicious. Okay, we'll go back to the NFL shortly, but it's time to cover some college football. And our first stop will be, where else? Colorado. Uh, Coach Prime and his Buffaloes will host their in-state rivals, the Colorado State Rams. As of this podcast recording, the uh, Buffaloes are 24-point favorites. Uh, with the total in this game sitting at a healthy 61 points. 91% of the money wagered on this game has been bet on the Colorado Buffaloes. Nobody is betting Colorado State here, less than 10%. Nobody except me. Why am I on Colorado State here? Well, unlike Nebraska, who were trounced by Colorado last week, Colorado State actually has an offense. It's an offense that finally got going in the second half of the Rams' lost to a good Washington State team in their last game. Uh, once Rams coach Jay Norville benched uh, quarterback Clay Millen, who came over with him uh, from Nevada, the air raid offense actually started to click under freshman Braden Fowler Nicolosi. Say that fast. He's a redshirt freshman who came in the game in the second half for Colorado State. He's been named the starter in this game for uh, the Rams, and the Buffaloes will score plenty here. Uh, coach Prime is going to have that offense ready to go. And Colorado State's defense is pretty mediocre, but Colorado State should be able to put up enough of a fight here with their offense to keep this game from getting out of hand. I know there's been some uh, back-and-forth talking. I, I, I wish you know, Jay Norvell, the Colorado State coach, would have kind of kept his mouth shut a little. He, he talked a little bit about uh, Deion Sanders, which maybe will add fuel to the fire. We'll see. A lot of people think that 
if Colorado gets a big lead, Deion Sanders, because he's taking this personally, is going to run up the score. We'll see. But I think if Colorado is out there, you know, trying to get their offense rolling, um, Colorado State should be able to hang in there with that air raid. Colorado's defense is not very good. So the Rams should be able to put up points here. 24 points is the point spread, and it's just too much. I'll be on Colorado State, the underdog, plus 24 at Boulder on Saturday night. Now, stepping back a day to Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific, Falcon Stadium in Colorado, just outside of Colorado Springs. It's Utah State visiting Air Force in a Mountain West matchup. The line for this game has Air Force favored by 9.5. There are some 9s out there, but there's enough 9.5s that will use it. The total sits at 47 points. Air Force runs a triple option, of course, and they'll be run, run, run all of Friday night. Air Force also employs a fast and disciplined defense. They're not big, but those Air Force kids are very athletic and are uh, very disciplined. They have a great defense, which they usually always do. It's been a hallmark of the Air Force Falcons over the past couple of seasons. Utah State's defense is also solid um, and I think a little bit underrated. They weren't embarrassed last week taking on the Big Ten's uh, Iowa Hawkeyes in Iowa. Utah State's uh, defense only only weakness, in my opinion, is the defensive backs, who got burned a little bit early on by Iowa but then settled in. That may not or will not be a factor at all if, uh, you know, being Utah State's weak defensive backs. Air Force may pass the ball once a quarter. Um, Air Force just does not pass the ball. They run their triple option. They run the ball. So Utah State's weakness on defense here, I think it's going to be difficult for Air Force to exploit simply because they just don't pass the ball. Uh, Give me the underdog Aggies here at plus 9.5. And should be a good game, a good Mountain West matchup on Friday night to um, uh, get get the bankroll hopefully going for Saturday. There's other plays I like in uh, college football this weekend. I'll make a quick rundown of a few here. Georgia Southern is getting 20 at Wisconsin. Georgia Southern's defense will keep them in this game, I think. They have a very good defense. Uh, Clay Helton's a good coach, in my opinion. I think Georgia Southern plus 20 is a decent play here. North Texas, who has uh, regressed a little bit this season, they're getting 4.5 at Louisiana Tech. Uh, In my opinion, Louisiana Tech shouldn't be favored versus anyone. Um, And uh, this matchup should be close. And I'll go with the dog here because I'm getting four and a half. I think this will be a, maybe a field goal game. Maybe North Texas can win this outright, but I think uh, four and a half is, is good for me against uh, Louisiana Tech. Finally, for the nightcap, degenerate special, Arizona is hosting UTEP. Uh, Arizona's offense is going to have some fun in the desert uh, Saturday night, I think. And this is a bad UTEP team, very bad. Bottom 15, possibly bottom 10. Arizona played well against Mississippi State. I don't expect the letdown here. I think Arizona is going to want to flex their muscles a little bit. And I'll go with Arizona minus 18. On to the National Football League. First stop, AT&T Stadium in Texas, where the Cowboys will host the New York Jets at 1.25 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday. The line sits at minus 9. There is some minus nine and a halves out there depending on the sports book, but there's plenty of minus nines available with the Cowboys, of course, favored uh, here in this spot. The total is at 38 and a half after opening at 42. So a big line move there with the total. 
For all the talk about how good the Jets' defense is, and they are talented, their offense is an absolute, well, you know what show. The Jets' offensive line is marginal at best, and they'll be trying to stop an elite pass rush on Sunday in the Cowboys' defensive line and defensive ends. Last week, the Cowboys sacked Daniel Jones on one out of every five dropbacks. The New York Giants' offensive line is not terrible. They are maybe an average offensive line. Andrew Thomas is a very good defensive tackle, yet Dallas made them look absolutely silly, and I don't know how it's going to work for the Jets Sunday in Dallas. I think something similar may be in the cards for Jets quarterback Zach Wilson. There will be no shootout or offensive fun uh, in Dallas here on Sunday, in my opinion. Just a uh, low-scoring, somewhat low-scoring win for the Cowboys. Maybe a 24-10 score, but it will be a cover for Dallas. Take Dallas minus 9. Big number, but I think they'll cover it against the Jets. Other NFL games I'll be on. Uh, Ravens plus 3.5 at Bengals. I like the Ravens. Yes, I think the Bengals will do much better than their uh, debacle versus the Browns last week. Uh, but I still think the Ravens will bring it in this divisional matchup. Keeping things close enough uh, to cover here. I like that hook too. Three and a half works for me with Baltimore. Monday night, Steelers plus two and a half versus the Browns. Another AFC North matchup I'm looking at here. Yes, the Browns look good at home versus the Bengals last week. But a Deshaun Watson-led offense, which I feel leaves a lot to be desired, is not a situation I want to be in laying points on the road. So I'm on the home dog here, the Steelers, plus two and a half. I like them on Monday night. Again, folks, if you like the podcast, if you enjoy the podcast, if you're enjoying the winners, please leave a review. If you can pound that five-star button, it helps me. Like I mentioned before, uh, the podcast moved up in uh, Apple's sports betting uh, podcast uh, rankings or ratings, if you if you will, top 25, which is great. And uh, hopefully we can still um, keep giving all of you winners and um, talk some talk some good sports betting for the weekend. You can find me on Twitter at SportsbookTom. Please check out my website as well, TheVegasParlay.com. Free picks, articles. I also load this podcast on there as well. It's another option to uh, listen uh, to the podcast. I hope all your bets are winning ones. Have a great weekend, everybody. And let's get some winners. Take care.